Take a walk through Seoul's 500 years of ghastly murders, forbidden history, and hidden scandals. Listen to tales of Korea's deepest, darkest secrets. What lies under the concrete? Or who? The Dark Side of Soul Ghost Walk at darksideofsoul.com Book now, if you dare. And welcome to the Dark Side of Soul podcast. This is Joe. Roar. Roar. <laughs> this is Sean. Oh, man. I'm going to do, really, ob- Sean. I'm gonna do really obscure references. You know, a dragon, a dragon. I swear I saw a dragon. All right. <laughs> I, are, are we are we hinting at our topic? Yeah. Well, hinting at our topic. Are you our candle on the water? All right. No one gets that. <laughs> do this all day. This is our this is Google our it. Obs- obscure reference episode. Our yeah. our topic today is obscure references <laughs> about dragons. About dragons. I got I got to take a sip of my green tea. Oh well, okay. Take a, a sip of your green tea, uh, just like Uncle Iro, the Dragon of the West, would do. Uh, yes. Yes, but, I threw an Avatar The Last Airbender reference in there. Knew it. But, <clears throat> but that only half connects to what we're talking about today, the dragon side, because this year it's the dragon of the yeast. Dragon of the yeast for bread? No. <laughs> I'm sober, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's the middle of the yeah. It's noon. It's not even lunchtime yet. Uh, that yeah. doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> I'm sober, guys. True. It is the year of the dragon. It's the year of the dragon, and so we've never done. We've spoken about dragons in different yeah. episodes, different yeah. tales, but we've never done an episode about dragons, right? And I, I, I thought maybe this is a good time. It's now we just celebrated the new year. The lunar new year was. Yeah. Uh, just a few, just uh, just about a week ago, and uh, not exactly a week ago, almost a week ago, and um, yeah, it's the year of the dragon. Yeah, we've so, been dragging our feet on this one. No, you got to get that. Got to get the rim shot um, uh, sound the, effect thrown. See in. the video version of the faces I'm making when I'm doing this too. Right, and then my face is in response. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so first, uh, happy New Year, Joe. Happy New Year, Sean. Happy Second yeah. Chance New Year. Yeah, happy New Year to to everyone. Happy Year of the Dragon. So even though yeah, we talked about dragons in a few episodes, um, going to dive in a little bit more deeply into dragons. Dragons are all over Korea. If you've visited Korea, or if you've read read up on any type of drag uh, on Korean lore or Korean art. Uh, they're everywhere. There's Korean motifs, like on temples, mm-hmm. uh, on city gates. Yeah, um, they're part of ideological tales, like the yep. the foundation tales of mountains and yep. waterways. Yeah, there's uh, a dragon they're, that starts with G. Yeah, and actually, I'm gonna. There will be a quick reference or discuss. I will bring that guy up very quickly if you'll believe. Okay. If you if you'll believe it, that's great. Um, All right, yeah. K-pop fans, stay yeah. tuned. Is he still famous? I have no idea. 
Yeah, yeah. Is he? He's, he's, he's like Ihuri will always be famous. Perennially, yeah. annually famous. Yeah. yeah. Perpetually famous. Yeah. Um, dragons are linked to uh, weather lore. And this is where I've mentioned them a couple of times uh, in in different episodes talking about folk traditions connected to weather. Uh, like the idea that they bring storms to connect it to ice as well. Um, now the motifs are the easiest things to see. So like if anyone has been to Sungdaemun, Namdaemun, walked through the gate and looked up, you would have seen dragons. Mm. If you've, if you've gone to, uh, if you've gone to some Buddhist temples and you walk through the gates and you look up, Sometimes there are dragons there. Um, and you definitely would have seen dragons around uh, Buddhist temples. i got to fix my chair. You may hear a clicking sound. Um, and uh, yeah, dragon motifs are all around lanterns and statues and whatnot. That's the easiest representation of dragons that you can see in Korea, the motifs mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, but uh, we're going to focus more on you know, folk traditions and things like that. That's that's going to be our focus for today. Things that are not as, I think, not as well known. So first thing, um, the, in Korean, the, the word for dragon, cr- dragons are most commonly called yong. Yes, in, yong. In Korean. But that is hancha. That's the Chinese root. There is a... Uh, original korean word for dragons that mm-hmm. uh that is called the word is mira yeah so that's the original word now it's it's one of those interesting words because the root is korean it's pure korean it has no hancha has no chinese etymology but uh it's a word though that isn't really used. So Koreans will have words like, like for temple, the law, you know, when it's in a name, uh, uh, bu sak sa, so sa, sa is mm. the word for temple, but that comes from the hancha. That's always used in the name. But when Koreans talk about temples in general, they use the Korean word jol. But mountains are the same. So mountain san, is the etymology root word Chinese, uh, shan. So it's san in Korean. That's in names like Pukansan, Chidisan, Halasan. But when Koreans are talking about mountains in general, they still use the word san. But there is a Korean w- root word and it's mo. That's mo. the root word. Yeah. But Koreans never use that word. So the Korean, the pure native word for dragon, mita, um, isn't commonly used. You won't really hear Koreans using it in, in just in discussion. They'll say yong generally. And, but I'll, I'll get back to this word in, in a few minutes. Um, so, uh, interesting thing about dragons that they're often said to start their lives as a different type of creature. Uh, sometimes called a lesser dragon that the Koreans call Imugi. And I have just talked about these in other episodes as well. Mm-hmm. Imugi, interestingly, are usually depicted as being pretty bad. They can be wicked in a lot of folktales. Uh, they require sacrifices, like a maiden sacrifice and things like that. Uh, like to, So the, the Imugi doesn't harm the village um, that's near an ocean or something like that. 
Um, they're some, sometimes associated with uh, old trees, especially trees that uh, were hit or were believed to have been hit by lightning. They believe that emu, an emugi may live in a tree like that. And uh, emugi are also linked to Isun Shin, the famous admiral. Oh. Yeah, so, and especially in folk, Korean folk literature, they're linked to Isun Shin. The, the story says that Isun, Isun Shin's father saved some Buddhist monks from being eaten by an emugi. And he, he killed the emugi, saved the monks, then he cut the emugi open, and three butterflies flew out from the body. Oh. And then, and then not long after, th- he had three sons. But two of the sons had very unusual eyes. He couldn't gaze upon them, it said. He, he just couldn't. They had eyes that were unsettling. So he killed them. <laughs> he killed the son. He killed the two babies. Oh, and man. The th- and the third son had very gentle eyes and he, he was attracted. He loved that, loved that child. And that child grew up to be Isun Shin. And so that's, a, that, that's some folk literature that's linked to the great Admiral Isun Shin. But the key thing, like I said, is that Imugi are generally are said to become dragons, which is essentially the idea of becoming better versions of themselves. So, you know, today it's common to tell people, like, do better, be better. Yeah, you can say that to an emugi, be better. <laughs> Being better for them is becoming a dragon. Now, there are different ways in traditions that emugi can become dragons. And one of them is that they, they're able to capture and get a hold of uh, what in Korean is called a, a yai boju, yai boju which is a sintamani. And the sintamani is that jewel that's often the, the sphere that you see a dragon holding in its mouth. Or you'll see a bodhisattva, a Buddhist saint, lack of a better term, uh, holding the sphere in their hand. These are wish-fulfilling jewels. And it's in one version of the story of Imugi transforming to a dragon is that they're able to get a hold of this Yai Boju, the, the Sintamani, which is, which is a Hindi word that we use in English for them. And uh, then they can transform into a dragon. There's other methods, but that's, that, that's the most common one that I've heard of. Mm-hmm. And you can see a reference to it a lot in the dragon motifs. Like I said, when they have the, the, the Yai Boju in their mouths. So if you ever wondered what that was, that's what it is. It's the wish-fulfilling jewel. Now, just back to the, the root word, mita, the, 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 the pure Korean word for dragon, mita. Uh, like I said, it's very uncommon, but it does have an etymology from the Korean word mil, which is rooted to the etymology for mul, which is water. And this links right at the source how Kore- uh, Korean dragons, or dragons in general in Asia, but Korean dragons are connected to water. So uh, dragons can also be referred to a Sushin. And Sushin literally means water god. So they're said then to live in, live in or near, around certain waterways, 
like lakes, ponds, uh, the seas. Uh, there are different stories of legends, folk tales of, say, Buddhist monks who drive dragons or trick them out of waterways. And then the monks drain the, the waterway, like the lake or the pond where the dragons lived. And then they build temples on top of them. And these are the, a lot of the legends of how these temples are established. So still quite common in Korea today. Dragons are also seen as rainmakers. They bring rain. They're definitely linked to rain. Um, often, if you'll see paintings of dragons, they're, they're often either in water or they're in the sky. So, which means they're among the clouds, which, of course, is all connected to uh, the the water cycle. So, mm-hmm. maintaining that that ideology that that concept that dragons are directly linked to water uh, but they're also linked to mountains especially to peaks different peaks which of course are also linked to the water cycle because the water cycle includes the ground and higher points where water pools where, where the rainwater pools and then flows down to create streams and then rivers goes off into lakes and ponds and larger rivers and then back up to sea evaporates back up into the clouds and comes back down as rain that water cycle all of that is connected so connecting them to clouds to mountains and of course waterways maintains the idea that dragons are always linked to water, even when they're associated to to the ground, because it's usually linked to mountains. And I think that's, that's a very cool concept within, within the idea of, of the myth and the legends of dragons. Um, so like I said, they're usually seen when they're depicted, they're depicted around clouds or in a fog mists and things like that. And, then this links dragons directly to Korean agriculture because agricultural communities were very worried about droughts, but also floods, too much water, too little water and too much water. That was a big concern from them for them. So they would perform different rituals like the QJ, which I talked about before the QJ is the rain, right? The rain ritual to especially like say like a rain dance, the rain ritual to bring rain and it's usually a rain or a ritual i should say for uh dragons and especially the yongwang which is the dry the king of dragons the dragon king asking for the king or for the other dragons to bring rain or to uh to to pro- prohibit floods keep floods away and things like that all of that is directly linked to korean agricultural communities and the rituals then are linked to dragons. Uh, fishing communities, too. Not just agriculture. Fishing communities. Fishing communities. Mm. Not PH. Yep. Fishing. No. Fishing communities. Different types of dragons. Yes, that's right. Not fish. Not the band fish. What do you, oh, call, that too. What do you, what do you call people who like fish? Are they fish heads? I think so. Okay. What, okay. <laughs> that's what they're called, you, isn't it? Do you call fans... Of fish, fish heads. Fish heads. Fish yeah, heads. I knew it. Grody fish heads. Yeah, yeah. So because they because they're essentially they they picked up the the, the torch left by the the, the Grateful Dead. Because yeah, because because widespread panic fans are known as spread heads. Yeah. 
Let's see. You know, the talking heads, you know what my, uh, the best name of their album what? One of their best names for an album what? was when they dropped the name talking and they, they just became the heads. Yeah. And the name of the album says no more talking, just head. It's <laughs> great. Okay. That was funny. So in fishing communities, <laughs> they, the, they, you know, they, they, they were afraid of heavy seas and dangers associated with fishing, you know, working on the sea. Uh, and so they would have different good shamanic rituals, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for dragons, uh, especially for the dragon king, the Yong Wang, they'd have the Yong Wang Gut or the Yong Wang J. And these were rituals of, you know, asking for, uh, uh, giving praise to, worship to, and asking for assistance from the dragon king. So that again highlights how widespread the Yongwang was and dragons in general, like I was saying there, they were everywhere, wherever water could be found, they were there and wherever water's found, you'll find humans, human society, you know, associate uh, builds itself around water because we need it either fresh water for drinking or the oceans for, for food mm-hmm. and uh, for, and for other reasons. So, so all of that stems from the human necessity for water and you can really understand how a very long time ago, conceptually, like in all cultures, water was given spiritual value. And in Korea, it was linked to dragons. So um, another interesting note, when it comes to these rituals, like the QJ, the rain ritual, the lore, some of the lore says that Offering a pig or a pig's head during the ritual essentially annoys the nearby dragon, the dragon that you're, you're, you're essentially trying to worship. It annoys the dragon. You piss it off by putting the, the pig head there. Hmm. Because in the story of the 12 zodiac animals, two animals that do not get along, that don't like each other, are dragons and pigs. Oh, yeah. I think a Facebook ad showed me that. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, sorry. Oh, we'll, we'll we'll find your partner based on your zodiac. Oh yeah, yeah. They do stuff like that, right? Yeah. So, and so, dragons just like pigs. I'll get get. We'll talk a little bit more about this soon. Um, so when you're when you display a pig, or especially like a pig's head, it, it kind of annoys the dragon. The dragon then shudders and starts to move. Mm-hmm. And when the dragon does that, because it's so annoying, it's like this fucking pig this fucking showing me this fucking pig all pissed off. Yeah. It starts to move its body. It creates wind causing winds to rise, which brings in clouds, which brings the rain. Oh, so some of the lore says that's how the rituals work. You don't necessarily in all versions of these rituals, just ask the dragon to bring rain. You piss it off. <laughs> You make you you make it angry, and then uh, it gets starts to move around, and it brings the rain. So uh, I find that a very fascinating view of how to uh, get the the result you want from powerful gods and beings in the tradition. Okay, so to move on, like we said, it's the year of the dragon. Uh, and, uh, of course this then is linked directly to the Zodiac, 
the, the, the which is rooted in the Chinese zodiac, but which is used across Asia and Korea as well. Very important in Korea. So anyone, uh, the year of the dragon is essentially called Yongdi. And Di can be used to talk about your sign. So, you know, in, in English, we'll say, what's your sign? What is your sign, Joe? What, what, what are you? Are you a, a Pisces? Tiger. Oh, Pisces. No, no, I'm a Pisces. No, your yeah. sign. You're Pisces. Me, I'm, I'm as well. That's right. I'm a Pisces as well. So, but in Korea, the same thing. They'll ask you, what is your sign? Um, but they say, uh, what is your D? And uh, it means, your, what is your, your animal? So if you are a dragon, you are Yongti. And uh, it is the fifth of the animals in the 12, in the, in the 12, 12 tier zodiacs uh, uh, line of animals. It's mm. the fifth one. The personalities of a dragon, according to the zodiac, uh, can somewhat ch- can, are very changeable. Mm-hmm. It depends on the year. Uh, it depends on which year in the cycle someone is born. So all that is, 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 is I'm not going to get too much into that, but there are different types of years. And this year is called a Gapchin. This is a Gapchin year. So anyone born in a Gapchin dragon year, it, it, according to the Zodiac, can be very quiet, very strong, and they're very good with finances. Oh, so this is what the Zodiac says. Anyone born in the Gapchin year of the dragon has these qualities. But generally speaking, dragons in the Zodiac are said to be very strong-willed. They're very persistent. They're very determined. Uh, they, can, they can overcome problems. If they have any type of turmoil. They can overcome these issues. Uh, they're, and they're very lucky. Now, those are the positive things about dragons but all of the 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 d the the signs have negative points as well so dragons are also said to be arrogant they're very strict they're easily critical very very critical of other people um easily frustrated and they are relentless to a fault so even though they're determined that can end up being a fault to them They'll keep going even when it's obvious that they failed. There's just no sign of success. They'll just keep going. So relentless. Just like we or, do, Sean. Just like we do. We always do this. Always failing. <laughs> a couple of failures. I need a sip of tea after that. We'll return to the podcast after this message. In our first comic, we explored ghastly Korean folk tales while walking the streets of Seoul. This time, we are ambling the Korean highlands with terror tales set in those storied landscapes. Welcome to the dark side of Seoul, weird tales from Korean lore, Mountains of the Macabre. <laughs> to calm my failing soul. Oh, yeah. Um, so essentially, dragons can also be jerks. They can be annoying jerks. So they're re- kind of revered in the in the in the the lore and the motifs of dragons. But within the zodiac, their negative side is that they're jerks. <laughs> they can be really arrogant and frustrating. So uh, people that you don't often really want to associate with. And so um, they do have links too in the Zodiac. Uh, their linked, their element is the earth. 
linked to the soil this year uh, of yin and yang or um yang in Korean. They're linked mm-hmm. to yang, yang energy. And their month, the month that they're connected to, the lunar month is the third lunar month. So these are all the things that are linked to the dragon within the zodiac. Now, compatibility, and we're just talking about this. So I already said how uh, they don't get along well with with pigs. Uh, the, the a good compatibility for uh, for dragons are rats, which are oh. the G D G D and uh, G D, and uh, very good for marriage partnership. So a dragon and a rat getting married, good idea. Um, they can create success and happiness together. So uh, that's what the zodiac says. Um, and anyone who is a rat, uh, their their sign, their their zodiac sign is rat. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, the your fortune essentially is um, you will have progress in business and love. If those things are pursued, if you pursue business and love, you will have success uh, and you'll have no major issues at home or work. So if anyone listening, if you are a rat, then this is a pretty good year for you to start a business or look for some loving. Uh, Now, we already talked about the pig. One of the other zodiac signs, other D that dragons do not get along with are dogs and this is the gate d uh they have a lot of conflict and hostility they don't get along they they, they're hostile with each other they don't trust each other they lack mutual trust and they don't understand each other they just don't get each other like i just Mm -hmm. don't understand what this person's about they just don't get along um now if you are a dog and this year in the year of the dragon, if you're a dog, generally your Zodiac says you will have difficulty in some unexpected problems and uh, enemies and disagrees and disagreements, especially disagreements with enemies are going to prosper. So you should avoid people you do not get along with this year. That's what the Zodiac says. If you're a dog. Hmm. So here you go. I tend to do that anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah, just avoid people you don't like. But if but if you get along well with with other the people that you do get along with, you should not avoid them at any time. True. Mm-hmm. But the zodiac the, the the zodiac would say that especially this year, it could be harmful to to meet and mingle with these people. So avoid them. So if you believe that kind of stuff, I don't. I don't believe the Zodiac as, as lore is fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, but I don't believe it actually means anything. I think it's, it's mostly um, it's archaic nonsense. It doesn't mean anything, but I love it as folk tradition. Yeah. Same thing with the Western Zodiac. It's nonsense. Um, But, but fascinating, a fascinating folk tradition. Um, Now our signs, Joe, I have yeah. our side. I have I have our fortunes for this year as well. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Right? So, Joe, you're a After tiger. We said this here. I'm, I'm excited to hear. <laughs> Joe, you're 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 a tiger. You're yeah. bumpy. You're bumpty. Humpty bumpty. 
All right. Bumpy, bumpy. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, t- so tiger D is not called horangi, uh, horangi D or ho D. It's bum, bum D. I'm a bum. So you're a bum, bumpy, humpty, bumpty. All right. So you're bumpty. So this year, this year of the dragon, Joe, you are going to have uh, an, perhaps a lot of worries and an excess of burden. <laughs> I already knew that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but success is possible this year but not without difficulty so you're going to have a lot of challenges to reach success it's there, success is possible but it's not going to come easily yeah and this is this is in when i was reading up on it you will experience separation of family this year okay <laughs> that was when i was i was reading it yeah and that's what it said oh yeah. wow Yep. Yep. Oh, so, wow. All yeah. right, Sean. Well, we don't believe this, do we? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So for, for me, so I am a sheep. Uh, I'm young T and my daughter is as well. We're that we mm. we're the same T. Well, Gian and um, I are both Gian and I are both tigers. Oh, interesting. So you and Gian are the same and me and my daughter are the same. Right. Yeah. Uh, Hyun was a uh, dragon. This oh, would have was. been her. Oh. She would have been twelve. She would have been twelve years old this year. Yeah, oh, wow. this would have been her her year. Um, so for Yangti, for me, I'll have moderate success in finances and work, which is good to know. I mean, mm-hmm. last year was a moderate success in finances and work. I mean, no, pretty good. Pretty. I wouldn't say moderate in terms of pretty good. all around. Last year was pretty good in terms pretty of good. work. Very good. Um, my family will be peaceful. I will have health issues though. Oh, but nothing that's too bad. Nothing major. So there you go. So that's my, my uh, Zodiac for this year. My fortunes for this year. Your fortunes for this year. Yeah. So here are a few famous dragons. People who are famous dragons. Here we go. So E. Jung-sup. Born in 1916, Lee Jung-sup is was a very famous uh, um, artist in the in the early part of the 20th century. Born in 1916, um, he is very famous. People may have seen his famous paintings of a very thin ox. It's a very famous, revered painting. Mm-hmm. If you go to Sagwipo in in Jeju-do, you can visit uh, Lee Jung-sup's house. And there's a little museum there. It's the art street of the Ijung, the Ijung Sup Street uh, is the art street in Sagwipo. And you can, you can see his, his house. That's where he lived. Uh, that's where he was, I think, at the end of his life. I think, mm. I think that's right. So he was a dragon. Gordy Howe, Mr. Hockey. Gordy Howe, born 1928, was a dragon. So for all Canadian hockey fans, everyone knows Mr. Hockey, Gordy Howe. Nickname mm-hmm. was also Elbows because he liked elbowing Elbows. People. Okay. Elbows. Yeah. Um, another dragon, Mr. Rogers. Fred Rogers. Fred Rogers, born 1928. He was a dragon. Famously, probably the most well-known dragon, mm-hmm. especially to Western people, mm-hmm. is Bruce Lee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he, we we he, entered into that one. 
Yeah, Asian fan. So Bruce Lee, born 1940, was a dragon. His nickname was The Little Dragon. And of course, he was referred to as The Dragon, had two movies, two films with dragon in the title, um, Way of the Dragon, which in the US was called Return of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and of course, Enter the Dragon. Fantastic film. Yeah. Um Hae. Born 1952. She mm. was a dragon or she is a dragon. She's still I alive. You, you skipped one. Oh, sorry. I did. Yeah. Patrick Stewart. Sorry. <sighs> yes. Yes. Captain Picard. Uh, Professor X. Yes. Born 1940. Same year as Bruce Lee. Yeah. That's uh, what the most fascinating thing for me is they're both the same age. Uh, yeah. Bruce Lee was, he died in 1972. Yeah. Before his birthday, he was just 32 years old. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So if Bruce Lee was alive, yeah, it's always curious what would have Sir Sir Bruce Lee or something. Yeah. Well see, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I wonder because he was or born Patrick in Hong Stewart. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, I know no, that's no, what I'm thinking. Could have been. He was born he was born in San Francisco, actually. Uh, okay. his father his father was a was an opera performer and yeah. they were touring the US at the time. His wife oh. uh and then Bruce Lee then then okay. his wife was pregnant and then gave birth to Bruce Lee in San Francisco. Oh, well. So anyway, but grew up in Hong Kong. He was from Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so Patrick Stewart and then yeah. Pakane, 1952. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot the of people called her the, the impeachment. A lot of people call her the dragon lady. Interestingly, mm-hmm. <laughs> interestingly, easy, easy Low hanging too, fruit there. Yeah. Too easy. Um, and uh, another one, my favorite living director, Guillermo del Toro, uh, from 1964. He was or is a dragon. And I said I was going to mention him later. A dragon for 1988, G Dragon. G Dragon. So now I, I don't know if he came, if he chose that nickname because that he, makes sense. Because he totally, was a dragon. Totally, totally makes sense. Yeah. I wonder if he did. Yeah, I have no idea. Maybe yeah. fans would know. Fans, if any of the fans know, let us know. Um, so there you go. That's some of the zodiac. Now, something, some other things that are just connected. A couple last things. Um, there are also days of the dragon. Now, I mentioned this in some previous episodes last year about the the lunar calendar, the folklore of the the lunar months and whatnot. There are different days, and every day has a certain animal. So. Uh, the animals appear daily on the calendar. Um, so the first day of the first lunar month this year was the day of the dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the hour of the dragon every day is, is between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. That that's the two hour period when dragons are said to, that's supposed to be their time. They particularly, some people say they protect that those particular hours between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. So people are waking up with the dragon. Um, a couple other things. Um, uh, there's, uh, um, I don't know if I'm going to mention it. Yeah, so there's a new folklore, uh, folklore series this year. Uh, the, yeah, I'll just mention this now. So I mentioned that I will do another series this year in folklore. It's going to be the the animals of the Zodiac. So that's what I'll talk about uh, this year in this mm-hmm. year long folklore series will be 
a discussion of the zodiac animals and this is the first one so i'm technically starting out of order because the dragon is the fifth animal um so i'm not starting at number one but i will go in order so from the next one next month will be i'll do number six and then number seven and i'll just loop back to one two three and four at the at the end of this year so there you go that's the announcement that's the folklore series for for this year a couple other things before i finish up um uh dragons are also linked to dreams and um they so they pay it play a pretty big role in dream lore especially in the Taemong, which are the prenatal dreams or the childbirth dreams. Um, if you want to see more about this and dreams in general, we did a whole episode on dreams and Korean tradition and Korean lore, which is just called dreams. And uh, so go back and have a listen to that. And um, just to kind of review some of it, uh, dreaming of a dragon for would f- uh, foretell the coming of a son, which would have been important to people in the past, especially when all that was considered uh, culturally a very important thing to have a son, especially the first child being a son. Um, But more so than that, generally dreaming of a dragon predicted that your child would grow up, grow up to be great, would be a wonderful, a wonderful child, wonderful human being in the future, someone great. Um, They'll have good fortune later in life. They'll be a good person. Um. Dragon motifs, though, are also linked to newlyweds. So in the past, especially, it was common to give newlyweds presents that had dragon iconography on them or motifs. So like on blankets, folding screens, things that would be put in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Where the newlyweds would do their boom chicka bow wow and consummate the marriage. Uh-huh. So, so the idea is that giving the iconography of dragons in the room where the newlyweds are sleeping, they'll give birth to a son. So it would kind of influence this and not only a son, but a great person in the future, someone with great fortune. Um, so pretty interesting. Now linked to this though, uh, there is a legend that is connected to some of the people that are on Korean money. Dragons linked to them. On the 50,000 won note, there is Shin Seim Dang. So Shim Shim Saan Dang. Saim Dang. So Shim Shin um, it was, you know, a very well-known uh aristocratic woman in the Joseon dynasty, uh, famous for her, uh, her calligraphy, I think, especially. And uh, it is said that she dreamt of a dragon in a room that she named Mong Yong Shil, which kind of literally means dream dragon room. Dream so dragon she, room. So the room where she slept was linked. She, she named it this, or it was named this to kind of bring the idea that she would dream of dragons and then have a son who would grow up to be a great person. And then she gave birth to a son in the same room who grew up to be someone who his, his pen name was Yulgok, 
but also his, his name was E.E. And he is on the 5001 note. And the house where allegedly where, where Shin had the dream and where Yulgok was born is the Ojokan. And you can visit it. It's in Gangneung on the east coast of, of Korea. So it's a protected heritage site. You can go visit it. Cool. So, so that's some lore that's connected to this historic house that still that still exists in part today. It's a museum area. You can go visit it. So you can go see this place in Gangneung. If you haven't been to Gangneung, go visit anyway because it's beautiful yeah, there. That's great. Gangneung is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dragons, then of course, within dreams are connected to good fortune. Uh, if you dream about yourself riding a dragon, and some never-ending story i was going to dream dragon (laughs) imagery here um so if you dream of yourself riding a dragon you will have success it's foretelling coming success especially in your work so if you have you have dreams of dragons remember hold on to those dreams Mm. um and uh generally though dreams of dragons are linked to success through persistence uh, and through hardship. So um, interestingly, there are stories of carp, the fish carp swimming upstream. This, you know, it's a very difficult process that spawning fish mm-hmm. have to have to do every year. Right. They swim, swim upstream. Right. They fight against the current. Right. And the ones that can successfully do this in the stories become dragons hmm. so that's another story that gives the idea of where dragons come from not only from the emogi the lesser dragons that can turn into actual dragons but these stories of fish who fighting against the current can become dragons and of course then that story directly references the idea of never giving up being persistent which right. is and determined which which are virtues linked to dragons mm-hmm. and just finally this is more specifically the year of the blue dragon which is called chung yong and you may see this spelt differently sometimes you'll see Yong dragon spelt with yung, yo yung, so yong, but sometimes there'll be an idea uh, uh, like the R sound, mm-hmm. yo yung, and it's the same word, same word, same, same, same root, same etymology. It means dragon. So, okay. so this is the year of the Chung Yong, the blue yeah. dragon, and uh, it's the eastern wood dragon as well. Okay. Um, but more specifically, you'll see it in in media that is just calling it the blue dragon and whatnot. Um, so dragons, I'm saying earlier, dragons, because you're talking so Eastern, about dragons. Because the sun comes up in the east in the morning, so it's the morning wood dragon. I, I guess so. The morning yeah. wood. The morning wood dragon. <laughs> yep. The morning wood. Okay. Dragon. And a dream of a boy. You think I could let that one pass? You, you silly man, silly newfie, <laughs> <laughs> and and then dreaming of a dragon because they are kind of phallic and they 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 tell the they tell the dream of a 
of a coming boy of a boy a boy that's oh coming. boy <laughs> of a boy let's just move on yeah um, arriving so, you mean arriving arri- arriving a boy a boy you, a birth of a boy <laughs> okay <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> we should end this sean <laughs> okay we're, we're at the end now we're at the end i think another sip of tea <laughs> good so um the blue the blue so the blue the garden the blue dragon gar, dragons guard the east they're the the animals of the east um yeah. and blue the color blue is linked to the east as well okay and so uh so the blue dragon the eastern dragon all that's important to the lore um but Blue dragons, especially blue dragons, were revered by agricultural communities because they were linked to Shinyong or Shinnong, sorry, Shinnong or Shinnong Shi, which is the god farmer. Shin, god, mm-hmm. Nong, farmer, god farmer, or the divine farmer. You might see it uh, translated as, but god farmer, I think, is a better translation. And the god farmer is associated with dragons. Now, first of all, Xin Nong or Xin Nong Shi uh, does come from Chinese tradition. He was the legendary first Yan emperor in pre-dynastic China. And it is said in some of the iconography, it is said that Xin Nong rides a blue dragon. And mm. since since he is associated with farming, like in the developing the, the development of farming and development of farming instruments and tools and taught people how to, how to farm, uh, he is directly linked to farming itself. And so the blue dragon especially is very important to agriculture and the lore and the beliefs of uh, people in the past, agriculture, the farmers in the past. And of course, all this is rounded off, rounded out, which is the concept that dragons, as I said, are bringers of rain. Right. So there we are. There we are. Dragon. The dragon. You're the dragon. Do you have any quick dragon. media recommendations? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, not. There aren't too many horror movie dragons. Godzilla, kind of. Sort of. Sort of. Kaiju film. Sort of. Um, especially like the first, well, I mean, like the recent God, if you yeah, want to see good I, Godzilla really film, not that. really want to see that. Yeah. Godzilla plus one. Um, and, uh, yeah, the American Godzilla movies are just not very good. Um, but the, the Japanese ones are still great. The most recent ones are excellent. Um, and the original ones, so sort of Godzilla, sort of, um, but, uh, D war, I'm joking. I'm, I'm joking. Don't, don't, don't watch that. Also called Dragon War. It, it's, it's two names for that movie. Yeah, dumb war, <laughs> dump war, dump, yeah. dump war. Yeah. Um, an emuji also appears in D War, if I'm remembering right. Oh. I've only seen that once. I think there's an emuji. Once is all you need. To, to, you can't rewatch that. Not, not even, at all. Not even ironically, you can't even watch it ironically. So yeah, it's bad. not even. It's not even so bad. It's good. It's just yeah, awful. Yeah. 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 It's a terrible film. Uh, Dragon Slayer. That's a classic. You know fantasy. what? No, that that's almost like a horror movie to me. Cause it's, it gave me nightmares. A lot of them did back in the day, like in the eighties. Yeah. I talk about eighties fantasy being very bleak. 
Very much so. Very yeah. darn like uh, like in the Beastmaster, the the Beastmaster is very oh god, those oh. things that ate oh god, those are yeah. scary. Those they, are they so pull, scary. They pull you in and suck the flesh off your bones and then yeah. just open and then your bones drop to the drop to the ground. Yeah. Awesome. So scary. Love it. So scary. So, dra- so Dragon Slayer. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh Rain of Rain of Fire. Okay, Christian Bale movie. I like this movie. Okay. It's a it's a future dystopian film where Earth has entered a, a period of dystopia because of dragons. Mm. Oh yeah. Okay. I remember that coming out. I never watched it though. Yeah. It's good. I enjoy it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fun popcorn flick. Okay. Uh, and I absolutely 100% recommend the how to train your dragon series. Oh, those three you really films. like those. You really like those. those awesome those you are might, so, you might be happy to hear that universal's working on a park and they're having a whole how immersive how to train your dragon land nice perfect yeah. the the third how to train train your dragon film part three uh was the first movie my daughter saw in cinema oh really yeah part three because she loved one and two we watched it on netflix she loved toothless mm-hmm. and then uh, when part three came out uh, we told her, it's like, do you want to go to the cinema? You want to go to the movies and wow. watch part three? We came out from the cinema. She's like, can we watch it again? Oh, we're wow. Like, oh, yeah. we're, like, we're like, yeah, well, we'll watch. Sure. We'll watch it again. She's like, no, I mean, like now. Ah, <laughs> can we go, can we go great. back in? And we're like, that's no, so great. That's we're, great. We can't, can't do that. But we did. We did watch it again when it, it, right. it, it, it ended up coming out on Netflix. So, yeah. so those are the movies. Yeah. Well, I'll Netflix. throw in my one guilty pleasure is an original 1977, 79 ver- uh, Disney movie, Pete's Dragon, mostly for the music. Oh. The music's really yeah. good. And yeah. Just the way Elliot talks. Mm. Yeah. I think mm. that's um the guy that plays Megatron. I forget. Um, Frank uh, well, Welker. Frank, Frank, Frank Welker. Welker. Yeah, Frank I, think Welker. That, yeah. I think that's him. I'm, I could be totally wrong. But uh, it was yeah. like the same, the same five or six people who did all voice acting in English in, yeah. <laughs> in the seventies and eighties. It's it's really good music. I mean, it's a it, it, seen as an adult. Yeah, the plot sucks. Uh, it's really weird, but the music's really good in that movie. Right. Yeah. I mean, you watch it for nostalgia as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a great that's a great movie. I mean, there's a lot of other ones. You can say like The Hobbit, but The Hobbit's not a good movie. Mm. Uh, hey, we, have any, we have any listener mail? Yeah, we do. Uh, this is from J.A. via T.A. So J.A. and I uh, from through TripAdvisor. And uh, I know that so J.A. are the initials of the two people who joined uh, the mm. tour. Uh, I know who they are. They're now living in, in Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, they're here kind of indefinitely. Turns out that Jay is a big nerd and uh, he uh, he is also into comics and stuff. So he might mm. come start to hang out he might come to the uh, and we can announce it as well we're if you are listening in february 2024 mm. when we're releasing this uh if it's before february 22nd we are doing a drink and draw at uh the dyson comics cafe oh yeah you're doing that oh yeah yeah um and uh it'll be me and uh and uh jiyun pak jiyun who drew the second comic who is redrawing the first comic and um we're going to go there and a drink and draw is an event where people just show up, they have a really good time. They just chat. And there's an, there's a host artist and the host artist gives some tips on how to draw. Everyone has a, 
a few beers or a milkshake or whatever, you all have a really good time drawing something thematic together. Cool. And it's going to be, so Jiyun and I are going to host, uh, Bob Layton will be there. Uh, the, the Iron Man co-creator, um, um, who's now living in Korea and, um, he's going to be there as well. Bob's really cool. Um, and, uh, we're going to have a good time and it's going to be all dark side of soul based. So it's going to be kind of spooky stuff. So uh, it'll be a lot of fun. So come out if, if it is, uh, before February 22nd, 2024, while you're listening to this, if you're in Seoul, come see us at the Dyson comics cafe. Um, but JA heard about that and he's like, yeah, I want to go to that. Uh, oh, because right. he because he he loves Iron Man and then Bob Layton's going to be there so yeah, <laughs> so he's like I got to go yeah. so J A said um, uh, reviewing our tour I'm not one for boring take this picture and also that one tours so both the theme and personal touch were very much appreciated and turned this evening into a weird spooky cultural experience that I'd be glad to recommend wow that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, J.A. Hope to see you both soon. Yep. Right. Uh, we'll remind you, if you are at Dyson Comics Cafe, we also have our comics there. You can get them online. In fact, someone just bought one while we were recording online. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You get them online over on our, our webpage at darksideofsoul.com, or you can get them on Amazon uh, through Comixology. Um. Uh, the Dark Side of Soul podcast is produced by Joe McPherson and Sean Morrissey. Our opening and closing music is by Sodic Sound, which you can find on Bandcamp under Deji Digital. We'd like to thank our top tier patrons. We're going to do it backwards today. Edward Bradford, Devin Buchanan, Janice Song, David Weatherly, Josephine Reedberg, Emily Umbal, Cecilia Lufgren Dumas, Hunter Winter, Mackenzie Moore, Ron Chang, Michi Brewer, Steve Marsh, Gabby Palomino, Devin Hifner, Sharon Cullen, Joel Bonamini, and Angel. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. Come on now. All right. All right. Anyway, thank you for listening. Until next time, stay spooky. Happy Year of the Dragon.